when you're facing challenges, to remember that God is all there is. How do you apply spiritual principle in the real world? What are your daily spiritual practices? These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Good, good morning. Hope you are ready to say yes to spirit because we are, we are indeed. And um, every week we get together and uh, at some point during the week and (laughs) say yes to spirit and remind ourselves and to encourage you on your spiritual path as well. I'm Tracy. And I'm Leslie. And we are so glad that you joined us today. You know, there is something really extraordinary about having um, a planned ritual of sorts. Um, A couple of years ago now, almost two years ago, two years in June, I... Uh, committed to doing morning meditation at Center for Spiritual Living in Dallas. And so I'm the key holder, so I have to go. And I'm aware of the last couple of days I've had allergies really bad, and I didn't go. I had uh, someone else that goes as a key. But I've noticed how not doing it those two mornings in a row mm-hmm. really has made a difference to my overall feeling. And it was interesting yesterday, I just noticed I was feeling off and not very... Things were really getting on my nerves, like I was finding a need to, you know, really tailgate someone or slam my brakes on or, you know, do those kinds of things that don't come as naturally as they used to come. And I was thinking, why is this, you know, why are these little things getting what is with me today? And it was interesting. And then I realized, you know, I really haven't done that ritual every morning for two days. And so I didn't really miss it. I, you know, I was grateful to have the extra sleep, actually, when I, when, when I was literally missing it. But then... I kind of felt the ripple effect of having missed it later in my day. Yes, it does make a difference. It's funny how that works. I guess it's not just something we write about in books, right? It's really real. It is. It is. So, last week, Tracy's in an interesting energetic space this morning, I can tell. Can we... uh, So, I think you coming to the here and the now. I am here and I am now. Um, so every week we do a theme, and it, this week our theme is peace. Perfect peace. theme for today. Peace. And uh, but before we get into our theme for the week, we always see if we can connect the dots with last week's theme, which is prosperity. Which was prosperity. And I'm still, you know, I'm still even when you just said that word, I'm like. Oh, no, Ew. no, I don't want to talk about that anymore. We're done with that. We're through with that. We're going on to the next thing. So apparently I still have prosperity challenges, opportunities. And our lives today. reflect what we really believe. Yes. I don't want any more of that pink and prosperity. I don't I, want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. I know. I'm deeply ill. I get that. Yes. I'm manifesting deeply well, ill. I think we should just... talk about. 
Is peace of mind the same thing as peace? Oh, no, I like that. So I would say that prosperity can bring you a peace of mind, but not necessarily that inner sense of peace. That inner sense of peace is present whether you have billions of dollars or are indigent in the street. So there you go. So there's my connected dots. And now in my connected dots, I have creatively come up with a very interesting philosophical banter about the topic. I like that. Perhaps I should challenge myself to do that every week. Not only connect the dots, but come up with some sort of ongoing topic that we can pull in. I think we need to go to a break. (laughs) And when we come back, we will talk about this week's topic, which is peace. Thanks for joining us. Um, I use a lot 
a quote from Alan Cohen that is something like, drama is a choice, so is peace. Ah, and that often reminds me when I'm caught up, not when I'm not grounded in inner peace, with, with peace with spirit, um, that, you know, I'm choosing drama at some level. Yeah. I'm choosing to be, you know, reacting to what's going on, and I can just as easily choose inner peace choose to honor my connection with spirit and know that whatever this is that's unsettling me is just a temporary experience. And the true experience is the the connection that I have with spirit. And when I sit in that, it's like, okay, what is there to be upset about? Right. What is there to be afraid about? What is there to be embarrassed about? What is there to be concerned about? It's like, it's all good. Yes. And it is such a subtle shift. I had an experience this week. Many of you hear me talk about the work that I do in the jail, at the Dallas County Women's Jail, and it's with an organization that's been a very small nonprofit for the last seven years. It's kind of been a mom and mom and mom run shop in terms of one woman kind of created it and then she brought in uh, volunteers to help her. And we just hired an executive director. So this is taking, you know, that next step of having, you know, now we have like a real person, right, a real, in theory, organizational chart now, you know, where people have lines of, you know, authority and, you know, it's not just everybody doing what they do and then, you know, getting along. Now there's something that could go wrong. You know, there could be somewhere along the line. So this uh, the new executive director was coming in to watch the classes this week to just get a feel for the program. So I immediately go into, I have to perform well, right? <laughs> right? I have to be on time. I have to be on time. Oh, yeah, I have to, you know, have clothing that's, you know, matches. I have to, you know... Makes sense. I have to have some really profound event in the class, right? I have to really, you know, make an impact, right? I have to change a life. <laughs> and um, and so I was very not at peace, right, with all of that. Yeah, it doesn't sound very, like very unpeaceful. And um, and and again, all in my mind, working up to this class experience. And it's interesting in, in science of mind. This is a little sidetrack, but there's a real belief of, you know, not having any kind of connect, understanding the connection of God within, and I come from a 12-step background where, you know, my whole, for 20 years, I worked on letting channeling this God without to come through me to work with people, and I really do a very good job at that image, and I can definitely have a, even a physical sense of when I take myself out of the picture, take my human self out of the picture, and especially when I'm doing therapy or doing classes, I have a process that I go through that I really visualize, and I and I have experienced it as God moving through me because things come out of my mouth that I didn't plan to say. But when I'm into my human and wanting to impress this new executive, forget you know anything, right? God moving anywhere, in, through, from, out, or even if there is a God, you know, it's all her now, right? She she becomes God, right? Is that it? That's it. And so I must please her. I must please her, and. Uh, so I was so caught up, I just realized, you know, I had just got to be purged of this. And so I did a very unscience mind kind of thing. And I went into the bathroom at the Dallas County Women's Jail, which you can only imagine. And I got on my knees, which you can only imagine what that was like. That was a sacrifice in and of itself. And I just said a prayer, and I got very clear that this woman does not hold my Serenity. This woman does not hold my identity. She does not hold my well-being. She does not hold. And why am I here? And I got very clear. I am here to bring these women in this jail something, to give them something. In the next 45 minutes, in this next class, this next two-hour class, it's actually a two-hour class. In these next two hours, my purpose is to be present for them. And this other woman, God bless her. You know, I cannot even probably make eye contact with her. You know, and I have to really disengage from her. And then, of course, you know, it was a fabulous class. Of course. Of course. But 
if I hadn't taken that, if I hadn't, I think there's been a time in my life where I wouldn't even known that I was all caught up in it. I was so caught up in it all the time <clears throat> that there was no, I wouldn't have seen the difference. It would have just been another day of being un, 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 in un, dis-ease. That's what, dis-ease, D-I-S-E, you know, they talk about that in 12 steps. You know, it's a dis-ease. It's a not being at ease. So in a way, it was, it showed growth that, you know, I recognize, oh, I'm not at ease. This is out of alignment. Yeah, that's 90% something. of it right there. Yeah. Because yeah, once yeah. you recognize that you are living the drama, it's not living you right. anymore, and then you're at choice. Choice, right. And you can choose to then, oh, okay, well, what am I getting out of this drama? Okay, it's emotional, it's fun, people feel sorry for me. Oh, I can whine and complain and I get attention or compassion or blah, 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 whatever I'm getting out of it. And I can just keep doing it. Or I can go, oh, wait, stop. No, mm-mm, this is not serving me. Who am I really? And I mean, and that's what you did. And there are kinds of ways to do that. So do we do it in prayer or do we just... Have a bring it to consciousness mm-hmm. and go. Oh yeah, snap out of it, you know, right? And make a different choice. Uh, do we meditate? Do we journal? Do I mean that's a good place where spiritual practice becomes the fulcrum or the balance point where the seesaw tips to the other side. So that's an excellent point. It would be it would be a spiritual practice that would bring it back into alignment. Right. But, you know, but you can't, you won't do the spiritual practice until you notice that you right. are spiraling in the in the direction you don't want to go. See, isn't that curious? Because, you know, I have several people in my life that I see this spiral. You know, and I keep saying, have you tried? But they don't even see the spiral. Exactly. And certainly I, I can reflect on times. You yes. know, that maybe once or twice. You know, that I have once been or so, a million times. <laughs> that I've been so much in my spiral, perhaps prosperity. But um, you know, that I don't, you know, see it for the forest or something. But but it is a, a curious thing to try to draw someone else's attention to have you tried, you know, prayer, have you tried meditation? You know, I'm shaking my head for all of you listening audience members who can't see me. I'm shaking my head not at you but at me because as you were talking it um it reminded me of a couple of people in my life in the last month who have actually three people who in their own ways have tried to give me advice. Ah have I seen you in the last month? <laughs> I think I'm way smarter than that, aren't I? Uh, you are not on the, okay, the short list Very of good, three, very good. Unless I think more. <laughs> no, you're not on this list. But in, in, And it's interesting, the reason these three are coming to mind so quickly is because when you said, you know, there's some people you can see there as well. Right, right. And I remember in all three of these situations, my inner voice, was saying, when did I give you permission to be my coach or guide? Oh, there you go. You know, and and so now I'm thinking, back. <laughs> well, and I didn't say it out loud. You know, I get that. Yeah. But I'm thinking, I didn't ask for right, your advice. Right. I didn't ask for your opinion. <laughs> I did not ask for your perception about what I'm doing or why I'm doing it that way. So, you know, I basically just tuned them out, two of the three. Now, one of the three, I actually, because of my relationship with her, I actually heard myself think that, and then I said, no, this is, you know, this person really, really pay attention. She may be seeing something that I am Oh, interesting. Okay, cool, Tracy Brown. And then I listened to her, and then I was convinced that, that, <laughs> no, that she really wasn't understanding that I could, but I could see how she was perceiving it. But it's like no, and I don't need to go through that with her. But you know, the other two, it was like I didn't ask you. So that I think that that happens when we can see. Right. You know, I don't know whether I'm spiraling. You know, from their perspective, I am. 
or I'm, I should be going in a different direction. But they're not inside me, so I get to choose. And I'm not angry with them. It's just kind of like, okay, you know, thanks for your opinion. So did you say that? I'm just curious because I'm always curious because, you know, I step into everybody's life. Yeah, you do. With both feet and yeah, hands yeah. and legs and body parts. And so did you say to them, you know, that doesn't really fit for me or did you just kind of, how did you respond? Well, with one of them, I I actually said, yeah, that, you know, I hear where you're coming from and, mm, you know, you, I just want to tell you I'm not doing that. <laughs> I love it, yeah, you know, right. I'm, I'm not going in that direction. Yeah. And um, all three of these are people I have really good relationships with. Cool. So there was, you know, kind of no drama around it. The, the one or the other, the second one, I just said thank you. And, you know, okay. I didn't say one way or the other anything. Um you know, thanks for your feedback or thanks for your yeah, input or something like that. Hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but no no tension around yeah. it. Just, you know, yeah, thanks for sharing. Dismissive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because um, I knew I wasn't going to do anything right, with it. Right, right. And the uh, person who actually stopped and listened, I mean, you know, really got out of myself and yeah. just took it all in, um, I believe what I said to her was, you know, I really take that into meditation and thought and reflection because you know me really well. Oh, that's cool. And, you know, so in all three cases, nobody was really asking me to agree with them or right then and there change, you know, something. It wasn't one of those. um, You know how sometimes you're talking to somebody like – and and they're in a downward spiral by what they're saying and what they're doing – and you try to get a commitment from them right then and there. Yes. You know, let's turn that around. If you were going to do an affirmation, what would you, you know, yes. get them to actually change their language? Right. But these three situations were not like that. It was just kind of, you know, a longer term idea. Yeah, just, yeah, talking about future orientation and direction and not a right here, right now. Because that is interesting when you... Because I know certainly when I step in with both feet and all arms and heads and toes, um, you know, my intention is to help bring a sense of peace. But I can see. (laughs) I have have learned over the years that that doesn't always translate that way. Sometimes it brings more of a sense of peace. Because in a strange way, in fact, I was doing a a therapy session with somebody uh, the other day, and her life, she was seeing how getting into therapy and doing something positive and starting to do some spiritual practices in her life was actually bringing more attention to all the horrible things. Exactly. And it was getting more horrible and more disruptive. And so we kind of had to talk about how interesting that is and how then becomes the challenge to stick with it, you know. Yeah, Winston Churchill's famous quote. What is that? If you're stuck in hell, keep going. Oh, I don't know that quote. Oh, yeah, because you stir everything up and it feels like you're in hell and you feel like you're stuck there because it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and this is never going to end and oh my God. But if you stop there, you really are stuck and you're stuck right in the worst part, in the eye of the storm, right? Right in the worst part of everything being stirred up. And so you have to keep going, like, because you have to go through the storm to get to the rainbow, right? So yeah, his quote of if you're if you're if you feel like you're stuck in hell, just keep going. That's really cool. I didn't know that. That's profound. It's true. It's very true. Yeah. So um, all of this in the context of peace, um, just. You know, that sense of we're all, or most of us, most everybody I know, wants to experience inner peace. Yes. But peace of mind sometimes gets, trying to get peace of mind sometimes gets in the way of inner peace. Example, so um, the way this whole conversation started today with the connection between prosperity and peace, I know. I'm sorry, but I have to go there. Because that's what my mind is. So in order to have peace of mind, I need to find money to pay my electric bill. 
I'm scurrying around. I'm, you know, I'm frantic. I'm, you know, and you have seen me in that place. Uh, I don't know what else to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know where the money's going to come from. And I'm upset. Um, and if I could get to the point of peace of spirit, inner peace, you know, there's that, that sense of, I can't just say leave it up to God. I mean, it's a, you pray and take action. Right. So if I just say leave it up to God, and then I'm sitting in the dark because my electricity is turned <laughs> off, right. you know. It's funny. It's like where is the balance yes. between those two? I want peace of mind in my human experience, knowing that I'm taking care of the things that need to be taken care of, or that I have the right friends or friends who are supportive versus friends who or not, that I'm in a primary relationship that serves me, helps me grow. You know, it's like right. that's what creates on the surface peace of mind. Um, but when you're in that storm, when you're in that spiral, what do you do to make sure you come back to peace of spirit, inner peace? What do you do? Yeah. Would you, if our initial premise of the idea that the inner peace is not um, dependent on the external circumstance, correct? So then we would have to believe. I would have to believe that the inner peace can still be present with me. Yes. Regardless of the storm or hell that I am in. Yes. But uh, you know that is rarely. The experience. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, even the example I use, so, I mean, this hasn't been recently, but I can remember having my electricity turned off and and being really peaceful, Yeah. knowing oh, nice. that, uh, you know, there are people who lived without electricity before <laughs> Good for you, me. Right. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, I That's remember... Cool. I remember uh-huh. that when that occurred, I meditated for like an hour, and I didn't have electricity, nice. so I didn't have much you else to do, right? right? Got on forever. So, but I mean, I didn't have uh-huh. much else to do. I couldn't be on the computer, I couldn't uh-huh. watch TV, uh-huh. I couldn't cook, right? Uh-huh. So I meditated for like an hour, and then I read a little bit, and then I meditated for, you know, an hour. And, it, you know, but after about three or four hours of meditating off and on, then I really was in that, you know, really, uh, how bad is this? You know, you know you're going to have the money tomorrow. Okay. You know the, you know, this is going to be a two- or three-day experience. Excellent. What could you get out of it? Cool. You know, you're still directly connected with God, yeah. you you know, it's like, oh, that's cool. However, the spiritual practice is uh-huh. like, you know, and, and the electricity had to be turned off. Right. Where once it was off, then I had to deal with it being off. Interesting. You know, in the 24 hours before it was turned off. Interesting. I was frantically that trying the you know to the humanness yes. of trying to avoid it happening. Yes. And then once it happened, it's like okay, you know, you Tracy are not the one in control in yes. this situation. So what are you in control of? There was probably almost a relief at that point because it was over on some level. It was, you know, I don't remember. I mean, it, yeah, it's not like it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like it happened yesterday. So, I, although I can get there pretty quickly, uh-huh. and uh-huh. I can feel, even talking about it, I can feel how tense and frantic I was the day before. The day before. That's the curious part to me. Yes. And then when the when the worst yes. happened. Yes knowing you have to accept it. And I would imagine that, you know, I have friends who's, I have three friends whose children were killed when they were still in their teens. Oh, my. Two by a car accident, one whose son was shot. And um, 
And, you know, you don't think about that. You're not planning for it, although, you know, your whole life, you're, when you're a parent, you're focusing on, you know, in, it's in your radar all at all times. What am I, am I doing enough to keep my child safe? Right. Okay, knowing that everything is not in your control, but it's in your radar. And then when something happens that you could never imagine, really, that your child has been killed, you know, this is not a medical thing that's been going on for 10 years. Right. Your child is killed unexpectedly, and you get a bit knock on the door or a phone call, you know, wow. It's like, okay, it's in that moment, uh-huh. you're like, I... Am not in control. There is nothing I can, there's nothing I can do right about this. So it's kind of like when yeah, once the electricity goes off, it's like okay, there's nothing I can do. I can't snap my fingers. I can't. Uh, I can say a prayer like you know, God work a miracle, just make the lights come back on. But my brain, right, my brain is like, come on, you know, like, be real. Um, so, yeah, it's you you concede that the power is outside of you. And in a strange way, I, I remember, I don't know who it was, but someone had, I can't remember the quote, but the idea was we have all these catastrophes happening in our head that we can't respond to because they're not really happening. Yes. And when a real catastrophe happens, we do intuitively, we have the strength then to get through it because it's really happening. And that makes sense. When it's not really happening, we can't have the strength right, to get through it. Right, because we just imagine, we're right. imagining it. Yeah. And we're imagining the catastrophe. Right. But we're imagining the drama. Right. So the universe says, yes, here's drama, or, you know, yes, you want to feel that, feel that, um, and either we attract it to come, or it never happens, and it's all in our imagination. And then we can't really resolve it, because it's only in our imagination. <laughs> so related to peace and related to imagination are actually related to not peace. Yeah, not peace. Not having peace and imagination. Um, we we both know more people than we can count who gripe, complain, moan about everything that's wrong with their lives, right? Right. right. And then if you say, well, just for a minute, imagine that you had what you needed. Or just for one minute, imagine that you could have anything you want in your life as perfect. And they'll say often, I can't imagine that. I don't. I I don't have much imagination. I'm yeah. not creative, right? <laughs> but in but reality, they're imagining all these other things. Exactly. It's like they're the most some of the most creative, right. imaginative people I know. Right. Because you can say, "You look great today." They count seventeen ways. Right. <laughs> oh, thanks, but. I really don't feel well. And, you know, my ankle's been hurting. And, you know, um, I I just don't know how I'm going to, what I'm going to wear the rest of the spring because I've gained so much weight and my clothes don't fit. And I just don't, you know, I think that it's going to rain tomorrow. I heard that on the news. And I'm like, all I said was, you know, you look really great today. I have a, I have a. Friend that actually says, we'll say, we'll all talk to her on like Tuesday and she'll say, well, you know, the storms are coming on Friday. And I'm like, what? And she said, well, there's going to be really bad storms coming on Friday. You just need to be. I'm like, why? It's Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> and the sun is shining. <laughs> it's on Friday. But it's literal. You know, I mean, this is. And I'm kind of laughing at her. I shouldn't really do that. <laughs> I should laugh with her. Let me think of a terrible thing I've done. But, you know, it's a really an interesting thing, how we can get caught up in the really terrible stories. So from the perspective of say yes to spirit, wouldn't it be great if we would say yes to spirit and give our imagination our, and our piece of lowercase m mind um, over to that bigger that bigger energy right. 
Right. These are energy, and that is, in fact, how we step into the place where we can feel inner peace, where we can make choices and decisions from that place of inner strength. And if we stay in that consciousness, if we stay awake to the idea of saying yes to spirit, what decision now, you know, is the decision or is the choice that says yes to spirit? It's kind of a building, a building block, you know, one on top of the other in terms of creating, uh, and then having that become my default versus my default becoming, you know. It's be storming on Friday when it's Tuesday and it's sun shining. And that's really, I think, in just a metaphorical sense, much of my life in the past has been lived that way. And a sense of peace, I remember peace that passes all understanding was always my mantra when I was like, I don't know, in my mid-twenties. I started coming up with this idea that I wanted to experience peace that passes all understanding. This is my favorite story because Tracy knows this story, but it's really a good story. And so in the last two years now, I guess, I've experienced more human just ridiculousness of having no money or having difficulty, you know, a physical experience just really being rotten. (laughs) I like that word rotten. I never use that word rotten. And uh, about a year ago now, I guess, I was sitting on my porch and, I have a cat, or I had a cat, a stray cat that was injured, and I couldn't help it because I didn't have any money to take it to the vet, and it was sad, and I was desperate. And for many emotional and psychological reasons, it's just an hour show we can't go into. But I just uh, was completely at a loss, completely nothing could go worse in my mind. Nothing could be worse in my life. If I severed an arm or hurt someone that I loved died or, you know, Anything that could happen to me, nothing in my mind at that moment was worse than what was happening. And I sat on my porch and I had this sense of peace, of understanding, like, well, it's okay. I don't, I can't do anything, but I'm at peace. And then I thought that is the strangest thing, because this is horrible things happening. And and then I got, oh my golly, I'm having peace that passes all understanding, because I would not have thought if this happened that I would ever been able to have peace. And I was like so amazed. Oh my golly, I I got it. You know, I my jam, I've got it. And then like later in the night, my little intuitive voice was like, Can we be done with this now? And I was like <laughs> And I was like, What do you mean? And it's like, Do you understand that you've been praying for this for so long? We had to create a situation that was beyond your understanding to give you this piece of my it had to go to this extreme. You literally created this scenario that was the worst case scenario in your mind, Leslie Moni, so that you could have this experience of peace. And we worked really hard for 20 years, you know, to create this horrible thing so that I could have the peace that passes all understanding. Because how can you have the peace that passes all understanding without having the experience of something that's so horrible you could not imagine having peace in? Exactly. Oh, my gosh. That. should be a billboard somewhere. Check this off of my bucket list now. Oh, my gosh. So I was really praying for some horrible circumstance. That's so profound, isn't it? It is very. It's really interesting. That's why they say in trust that programs don't pray for patients. Right, because you just get experience after experience that requires you to demonstrate patience. Crazy. It's interesting. It's it's reciprocity. (laughs) (laughs) And it's most traumatic. Uh, Yeah, it's the match. It's the spiritual match or the physical match to your spiritual request. So how do you pray for just peace? Just peace. I am at peace. I am at peace in all situations. In all situations. I wonder if peace is something, we do that thing in um, the class at the church where love and faith, we talked about love and faith, and I kind of came away with the idea that love and faith exist. It's whether or not I'm tapped into them. It's not something I have to... Create exactly. You don't ask. You right. It's it is always right in your experience, it, but we don't always see it or choose it. So would peace be a similar thing? Yes. Ah. Oh, that's cool. It just is. All of the attributes of God. Oh. Are everywhere and always present. 
Oh. Correct? Because God, there is no spot where God is not. Interesting. So every attribute of God is is right here, every minute, every second, all the time. But because I'm a human and I have free will, I may decide to do something different or experience something different. Or I get caught up in my mind, in my brain, in my human experience, and I don't even see that, oh, there's peace all around me and me and as me. Okay, Tracy Brown, R-S-P-C-K-Y-T, practice journal for the initials, R-S-P. R-S-C. Tell me what they stand for. Maybe I'll remember them. Religious Science Practitioner. S-C is Science. Oh, I was going to say, where's the C? Oh, okay. R-S-C, S-C, Science. Oh, well, that's pretty easy. Yeah. I can remember that. Religious Science Practitioner. Okay. What are the attributes of God? I can play, but I don't know them all. Do you know them all? (laughs) No, I'm looking at you like... You've taken 80 billion classes. I so don't think I know them all. Are there seven? No, no. There's no. <laughs> so, seven emotions, are there? <laughs> so you don't have to memorize a number uh-huh. because, you know, there's a long list. There's a long list? There's a, like, like when we do this in class, you know, almost every accredited class you take, the uh-huh. first night of class, uh-huh. that question gets asked somehow. What are really? the attributes of God? Uh-huh. So, you know, you have the ones that people say the most, love, Uh peace, joy, harmony, balance, prosperity, abundance. I mean, you know, you start naming those, but you can use slightly different words that kind of mean the same thing. So the list could be, you could fill a whole chalk full of them. I thought there were like six of them. So, no. Really? Qualities? Qualities of God. Qualities of God. Attributes of God. number. I mean, they're, they're going to probably boil down to, you know, a dozen or 15 or something. But, you know, if I say balance, someone uh-huh. else might use a different word that means the same thing to them. Um, but, the, you know, the ones that people generally will come up with that they don't use as many different words for are love, peace, joy, abundance, prosperity, harmony, balance, infinite intelligence, or wisdom. Sometimes uh, people uh, say wisdom, right. divine wisdom. So, you know, there are a dozen or so. Principles of God? What is there a number? There's a finite number of something of God. Okay. Now you're stuck on that, right? <laughs> Your human brain wants to have a test. I mean, ask the test. I'm not in peace. Unless so you pass the test. Peace yeah, the other thing available is available at all times. The other thing is always available. It is always present. Always present. That's and when we choose available. something other than peace, we are choosing not God. Oh. Oh, that's, that's a bumper sticker. I haven't had a bumper sticker in a while. You choose God or you choose not God. The the challenge is that we're choosing not God, but we don't know we're choosing. We don't consciously choose. We just get caught up oh, in the drama. That's why the Alan Cohen quote resonates so much with me. It's like drama really is a choice, but so is peace. I mean, I, if I, I choose to be in my essential spiritual nature, I'm yes. going to be in peace. Yes. If I choose to be in my essential spiritual nature, I will... Think and act in love. There's no revenge. There's no I'm better than. There's no comparison. Those are all human concepts. Yikes. There's no tailgating. (laughs) There's no tailgating. No, sorry. Oh, yeah. That is such an interesting... I had a therapist years ago that told me, you know, I could tell the temperature of my mental health by how I'm driving my car. Yeah. And um, just on the way here, I had an experience where someone was, you know, I was coming over a bridge and they were just on my butt. And I wanted to just slam on my brakes and go two miles an hour to have them experience it even more. And I didn't. But I tell you, it's rare, even still today, that I don't. And uh, and it, it was interesting to have that feeling of what is that feeling, Leslie? What is that feeling? I thought, what is that feeling? Why do I want? I want to punish them. 
I want them, <laughs> I want them to be, you know what I'm saying? They're trying to be, pick at me, I'm going to pick at them more. You know what I'm saying? I, I felt a very personal, and you know, this poor person may have been on the phone, or you know, it may have been completely unaware of what they were doing. But I personalized it. And then I was going to personalize it back, and I was going to be the bigger bear, right? One day. One day soon. No, I hope not soon. Oh. I hope not ever. Okay. But, yeah, one day there's going to, I'm going to be listening to the news on the radio. <laughs> they do carry guns in Texas. Exactly. It's like road rage. <laughs> and I'm going to be just, I'm not really going to be listening, and then it's going to and. You know, saying, and the, we can't release the identity of the victim, but she has a sign on her car that says, and I'll be like, oh, my goodness. You know, that is like, what takes over our mind? What took over? I was, uh, my mother and my sister was visiting us from Washington, D.C., and mother, my sister and I went to Ennis and saw the blue bonnet. Yes. And we were in the Whataburger in Ennis, and we looked up on the TV, and it had seen it, it had a live car chase in Dallas, Texas. Did you hear about that in the mm-hmm. middle of the week? So national news is covering this car chase. This man drove around, Dallas police chased him for two and a half hours, speeds of, you know, over 100 miles an hour, all these different highways, and he ended up going over the new bridge in Dallas, and he got caught at the end of the new bridge, which is in downtown Dallas, for people that don't know Dallas very well. He was uh, he had uh, was running from a domestic violence and uh, and all the time we were watching this in the Waterburger in this Texas I was thinking to myself what is he thinking There are 17 police cars around him two police helicopters following him There is no way out Yet he kept going You know and I and I think wow You know I mean there's something about that in peace in terms of maybe he was. In his mind, that was how he was getting peace, was trying to avoid getting caught or something, or, you know, I don't know. No, in his mind, we don't know. Right, right. right. But the way I would guess through that is he's thinking, I'm going to escape them, I'm smarter than them, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to find a way out, I'm going to not only escape them, but then I'm going to find a way out, and they're never going to ever find me, because I am better than that, I'm smarter than that, I don't want to get caught, and it's more like what you were talking about with, you know, I'm personalizing what's Oh, right, okay. The person behind Uh me, and I'm going to get them back. Right. Uh, But they're not going to get me, but the... But what struck me as you were talking was, wouldn't it be interesting if we consciously pursued inner peace in the same way? Oh. Oh. There is no way the circumstances of my life are going to capture me. There is no way the circumstances of my life are going to be in control. There is no way. I'm going to keep going in spirit. I'm going to keep going in God. I'm going to keep following the impetus or the intuition of spirit no matter what? No matter oh, that I haven't had any money, received any money in two weeks, that uh, my electric bill is due, my cell phone bill is due. Like, regardless of all of that, my boss is difficult to work with. And, you know, no, regardless. I got a diagnosis of a month or something. Right. right. Regardless of all of that, 17 police cars. Yes. 17 circumstances. Wow. Two helicopters overhead. The cancer diagnosis and my mother being in hospice, regardless of all of that, I'm going to keep going in spirit. There's a sermon in that. <laughs> Funny you would say that. I as I'm talking, love it. I'm like, Tracy, you're not on the internet. You're a minister. You're not giving a sermon here. That's it, though. Isn't that great? That is great, being that committed. Okay, speaking of sermon, a little off topic, but not really. So, uh, yeah, no, not really off topic, but, yeah, I'm like, can you see someone yeah. doing a talk on this and yeah. having two minutes of the 
Because you know if it was on CNN, oh. it's on YouTube, yeah, or it's on the CNN site, just showing two minutes, and you're watching the video of the chase. Uh-huh. All these cop cars. And all this one little car going. Right. And people sitting there going, why is she showing this? I mean, this is, we're in church. Why is she showing uh-huh. this? And then to come with that. Oh, I love that. Okay, if I ever have to do a Sunday talk, remind uh-huh. me. Uh-huh. That would be good. Uh-huh. Where we can't outrun God. Well, see, that's a whole nother even. That's even we a different We can't outrun profound. God. Yeah. And if we are trying to outrun our human uh-huh. circumstances, the only way to do that is to be running with spirit. And and to not pay attention, and to not allow ourselves for one second to think those things are going to catch us. That's not the truth of who we are. Catch us, capture us, control us. It's not, no. It's not the truth of who we are. Yes. Wow. (laughs) That's very profound. So once again, for those of you who are listening, um, we absolutely never know, never know where the show will go. That's really profound, Tracy Brown. From your example. Yeah, that's so cool, though, how that works. And I do think that that is the nature of another thing we talk about in terms of, you know, having a person that you connect with and have a, you know, even not a community, a person to have spiritual conversations with because it's certainly when most people are, you know, trying to discover what's the way to say yes to spirit or what's the most uh, positive way of looking at this circumstance, you know, we all really come away with much richer understanding. And uh, the women at the jail are constantly saying that. When they hear other women's stories, they're inspired by it. And mm-hmm. one woman last week uh, said something that relates to peace. She said, you know, I had just this, just something really profound. I thought last night, I'm just, I feel so much better today. She goes, I realize they can't keep me forever. And she said, I just feel better because, you know, it's a real hole many times. They don't get a court date. They don't get a lawyer. They don't really have an understanding of what's going on in the outside world. So they feel very powerless, powerless unbelievably powerless. Right. How for her to come to that understanding of they just, they can't keep me forever gave her that sense of peace. Wow. That is a strong, strong sense of peace. But the, and the reality is, even if you have if you have been convicted and you have a life sentence with no option for parole, oh. you still the reality is, quote unquote, they can't keep me forever because of two things. One, even in my physical form. They don't have me anyway. I mean, they have my physical body, but they don't have my thinking and my spiritual connection. And then when my physical body ends, I still need to um, go forward with that sense of, um, you know, when my physical body, when my brother died, the quote that we used is a Harriet Tubman quote, I'm not dead, I'm going home. Or I I won't die, I'll go home like a shooting star. Oh, I love that. And it's like, you know, the the real forever is my experience with spirit. And so my experience with God. Right. So they can't keep me forever because when my physical body dies, I'm, you know, going home to be with God. So we have a... A sermon and a spiritual, I like that. I like that, Tracy Brown. You just never know what's going to happen. True that. So as uh, we wind down in the last few minutes of the show, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, peace and what that means when in the science of mind, when we talk about peace, um, we define it as a state of inner calm. It's an intercom so complete that nothing, nothing can disturb it. It's the peace which comes only from the knowledge that God is all. And I love this uh, reminder, the short version of the definition that we use from the glossary of the science of mind written by Ernest Holmes. 
And I love that because it's what Leslie and I have been talking about for the last 55 minutes, that it is that peace that passes all understanding as described in the Bible. It's the state of inner calm. It's, it's our choice about what we feel internally and what we allow to guide our lives. And that second sentence, it's an inner calm full complete that nothing can disturb it, is really the same thing. Nothing can get in the way. Nothing can come between me and spirit. There is no way to separate us. And if I walk through life from that perspective, then you know what? It doesn't matter what anyone says. It doesn't matter what I do that may not give me the outcome that I thought I would get, but I can still be at peace with it. This is um, the peace to which Jesus referred when he said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. And so our reminder today from Say Yes to Spirit is that the infinite or God or spirit or Jesus, you know, the infinite is always at peace because there's nothing that can disturb it. And if we are one with spirit, if we are one with God, then we too experience or can experience that peace as well. So before we close today, um, let's just hit a couple of general things uh, about what's going on with Say Yes to Spirit. Some of you have asked, a few of you have asked either Leslie or me about, you know, the time change we have in the last six weeks, tried a few different days and times. Um, for about a year, we have been doing the show on Saturday mornings from 10 to 11 a.m. Central Time. And that's worked pretty well uh, for a year before that. We did the show on Monday mornings, a little bit later on Monday mornings. And so it's time for us, again, to think about, are we going to stay with this time for the coming year? And um, so we are still through the end of the month, uh, doing a, or through the middle of May, doing a little bit of experimenting. So... If you tune in on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. and you hear a recording, it doesn't mean that we are we have left this time slot, but we are experimenting with a few other times as well. Any time during the week, you can go to the archives. Just go to our main show page, blogtalkradio.com forward slash YTS for Yes to Spirit, and you can see the current the next show that's coming up and when it's scheduled. But if you scroll down a little bit, you will always find the archive shows, our most recent recordings. And we really invite you to uh, listen to the archive if you dial in at a time when we are not live. Um, so we want to thank you for joining us today. Our next couple of shows, we will tackle spiritual prototype, we'll tackle, tackle justice, and we would love to have your suggestion for future topics as we uh, build the schedule for May, June, and July. So that's about it for today. Our time is just about up, and we want to encourage you until we meet again to set spirit. Alexa, play Whitney Houston. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.